This is Gary Van Warmerdam with another installment of the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. I have a snippet about free will. Free will being, well, you know what? I think we first need to define free will because as I read around the internet, philosophical discussions, do we have free will, choice, fate, determinism? It becomes a lot of intellectual, philosophical discussion. I find it all to be a lot of mental masturbation, actually. Mental masturbation being different from that normal masturbation in that in mental masturbation, there's no aha moment at the end. In the normal masturbation, you get that aha moment. So perhaps this little chat I have, maybe there's an aha moment in the end somewhere. And that way, what I have to say won't all be mental masturbation. So free will. Let's not talk about the whole fate of our lives. Let's talk about free will in the context of the decisions we make during the day. And let's talk about it in the smallest sense. Because if we can't do it in the smallest sense, we probably can't do it in the larger things. And the question really has to do with how much social programming we've had in our lives and can we break it. There's a lot of people I talk to, majority of the people, if I ask, do you have free will, they raise their hands. And then I go on to describe something, what I'll call free will. And not as many hands go up at the end. For the purposes of my discussion, purposes of understanding our choices and possibility for choices. I'm going to use that term, free will. I suppose I could make up another one and use something from another language, and that way we'd be starting with a clean slate. And so I'd have this new term with this new definition or from a different language, and people could say, oh, I have that or I don't have that. But then if I put it in the language of free will, and I give you in this talk a completely different meaning for it. That's a lot more challenging. It's a lot more challenging for me to completely change one's understanding of a conceptual idea people have had for years. It's a lot more challenging for me to have people reevaluate whether they have free will. It's a lot more challenging for people to accept the realization that maybe they don't have as much as they thought they did. I find that that's very challenging for people. Sobering. Sobering in a way that we're no longer asleep and deluding ourselves. But I digress. Of course, I'd like to think I have the choice to do so. But then maybe it's just my habit, huh? In any case, free will. And let's talk about varying degrees of it. Okay, let's not talk about it. I'll talk, you listen. Let's say we're driving down the road, and we're looking for a turnoff. But we don't see it, and we get to the dead end. We find out where we are. It's a dead end. We have to backtrack. Get ourselves out of our corner. Head back the other way. As we're driving back the other way on this country road, we find the turnoff that we missed. And we take it. Now the question comes, 
as you were driving down the road the first time and you passed your turn off, did you have a choice to take that turn? Because if you didn't have a choice, then you didn't really have free will. There was nothing to exercise. So let's slice it a little thinner here. We could certainly say that there's the potential for that choice. You're driving down the road, you're going to go past this turnoff. And certainly it's there. And so there's the potential to see it, there's the potential to turn there. But you first have to see it, and then you have to make the turn in time. So there is certainly the potential for a choice. Now let's say you're driving down the road, same road, and you're looking for that turnoff. And let's call that road choice of something different. And you're speeding along down this country road. And at the last moment as you're going by, you see it. But you're going so fast that you can't even get your foot over the brake before you go by it. You say, okay, well, let's go down the road a little further. Find a spot to turn around and come back. Get the car turned around. You come back. You make the turn. In that moment you pass by that choice point, you had a choice. You could see a different option. But we could say you couldn't turn the car around fast enough on that corner to go down that road. You had so much momentum heading towards your dead end. Then we could say, You had the awareness of another choice, the intellectual idea of another choice, but not the willpower to change the momentum of your direction in that short amount of time. Then yes, you can see a choice, but you couldn't really make one without the personal power to maneuver that car. Third option. You're driving down the road, same road. You see the sign for this this different choice well in advance. You're able to slow the car down and make a turn. In that case, you could see. You had awareness of what was coming. And you had the willpower to direct your actions in a way of choice. That's what I'll call free will. You have a free choice and you can make it. There was always the potential for the choice. And sometimes you could see a choice, but didn't have the willpower to make it. You know, when we have so much momentum going in a direction, we could say we have a choice, but we're not free to take it. Because all of our momentum is driving us down the road so fast, we're not free to make that turn. So now let's look at this as it applies to emotions. And why do I apply it to emotions? Because this is about being happy in your life. Frankly, if you have something more important to do, go do it. But I think everything's about being happy in your life. The reason you make money is so you can have the free time to do what you want to do. So you can have the safety from fear of being hungry satisfying your basic hierarchy of needs, food, shelter. That helps sustain you physically, which then, if you take care of that, 
you can work on what really fulfills your soul, your spirit, your happiness. Then, whether it's a job that provides for you, your relationships, it's about being fulfilled and happy. So that's why I bring everything back to the emotions, because everything that we do in our life is to be fulfilled. But I digress. Then again, maybe that's just out of habit. So let's take this idea of choice and momentum. And what's a choice we're freely able to see? And what's a choice that we're freely able to act on when it comes to our emotions? Let's say a driving down the road, driver cuts you off and you get to anger. You're upset. Do you have a choice to be angry or not? Or did we go so fast to that dead end, we didn't see other choices? See, most people will say they have free will, but they end up going so fast to an emotional reaction like anger or frustration that they never looked at other options on the menu. They didn't even see other options. They didn't even see a menu. They didn't know there was a menu. The driver cut them off, and they ended up in angry and some kind of verbal or thought of frustration about this other driver. In between those two events, they did not pull out a menu and say, gosh, I can go to gratitude for still being alive. I can go to disgust at my own driving for not seeing that sooner. I can go to, well, no emotion at all. I can go to love for my fellow driver. Or I could go to joy and celebrate their success at making their driving maneuver. I can go to sadness that I didn't get that spot sooner and I feel left out. Do we ever consider these options? In the case of emotional reaction, we don't really pull out the menu and look at these other options. And we don't look at the other interpretations that go with these options that result in these emotions. We don't look at the option, oh my God, that's fabulous, look at them pull that off. You see, that's a different interpretation that could bring us to a feeling of joy and fun. How many times do we consider it? How many times do we actually see that road? How many times do we see the possibility for that interpretation before we get to a dead end called anger or frustration? You see, that road's available. It's there. It's just generally we have so much momentum built up out of habit. And we're so focused to go down dead ends of emotional reaction. We're not used to pulling out the menu. And after we practice this for a while, we get a little bit of awareness. We get to our dead end. We see where we are and we're like, you know what? I don't like it here. We attempt to slow ourselves down on this dead end road of anger or whatever the emotion is. Fear, jealousy, insecurity. Get ourselves turned around and go looking for other exits and looking for other interpretations. And in the beginning, this may take a long time. Something you measure in days or weeks. As you practice some, you can do it in hours and then minutes. This is attempting to exercise our free choice and our willpower. As you gather awareness, you're able to see all the different roads before you pass by 
and you're able to see them further and further ahead before you ever get there. That's awareness. That gives you all sorts of different choices. And awareness is a thing that usually comes first. You start to see other possibilities. Sometimes you see them after the fact, but at least you start to consider them. And go, you know, there's another interpretation I want to make. And if I do, I think I can be a lot happier. Like forgiveness is a completely different interpretation to make. It can change your life. It can change an incredible amount of the emotions you feel. But even once you see another direction, it doesn't mean the momentum of your emotions get turned around right away. There's a history, a habit, that our mind is operating in. It has a momentum of its own, an inertia. How fast you're able to turn that around is a measure of your willpower. The more willpower you have, the faster you can get that emotion stopped and turned in a new direction. Something that's important. You can have all the willpower in the world, but if you don't have awareness, you still won't see another road. Let me give you an example where awareness is more important than willpower. Let's say someone is very smart, very disciplined, intelligent, brilliant, PhD. They have a lot of personal discipline and personal power to focus their attention and get things done. But let's say they can be really intelligent and not necessarily have awareness. It's a different kind of intelligence. They get caught up in their reactions. They're driving down the road. They get upset at a driver because they are so smart. They know what drivers are supposed to be doing, and they're not doing it. Now they're using their intelligence to have an emotional reaction. With all their personal discipline and willpower, they're still not able to make another choice because they didn't see a different interpretation. Because you can only make a different choice. You only have the opportunity to exercise that power on choices you can see. Now let's say you don't have much willpower, but you have a lot of awareness. And with a lot of awareness, you can see that road and that turnoff far ahead of everybody else. Then you can let off the gas a lot sooner, start applying the brakes, and even though you don't have a lot of personal power, you can change your direction ahead of someone who does, just because you can see things coming. Now, in the example of traffic, it's hard to see things coming. In the example of relationship, they're a lot easier to spot. What someone's attitude, their emotion, their body language. More importantly, what's my attitude? What's going on in the thoughts of my mind? Am I having an emotional reaction to the thoughts in my mind? What's my emotion now? How am I expressing it to this person? How are they responding to me? When you start to see that in the beginning, it can be kind of frustrating. Your awareness is expanded, and you're starting to see all these dead ends you're going down. But at least you're noticing the road you're going down is a dead end. You still don't have the willpower to stop the momentum yet. But at least you're taking your foot off the gas. 
And maybe you didn't see the turnoffs yet. But as your awareness grows, you're going to see more and more possibilities. You still might pass them up in the beginning, but you'll see them sooner and get the car turned around sooner. Get yourself turned around sooner. And as you practice, you'll find that you come by the same intersections again and again and again. And you're like, you know, I've been down this road. I've seen this before. I know what dead end's coming up. Let me take my foot off the gas now. And then you start to see different choices in what you can say, in your body language, opportunities to refrain and be quiet, opportunities to see a thought in your mind, what they're doing to me, what they should do, and go, you know what? I know where that thought takes me. I know what dead end of emotion that leads to. I'm not going to believe that thought. Now we're exercising a choice. And in the beginning, you might decide not to believe the thought, but you find out the momentum is, I still believe the thought and I still end up with the emotions. You're imagining yourself turning, but your emotions are still going forward. And a lot of people, they get to this point, slowly, incrementally, getting more and more awareness to see the turn sooner, fighting to make the turn, but can't will themselves to make that turn emotionally. And they feel like they're failing. Their awareness is expanding, but the judge in their mind tells them that they're failing. That's the most ridiculous thing. They don't see their conscious expansion. They don't yet see that that, oh, I'm failing, I'm screwing up at this, is another dead end that the mind's offered up. Anyhow, what they'll come to realize in time, and maybe one of the ahas you could get out of this talk, is that realization that you can see other choices, but you can't get there yet? That's your awareness expanding. At first you just see dead ends you're going down, and then you see other choices. But you're seeing more. Your eyes are opening. But what hasn't happened yet is you haven't turned the car around any faster. Well, that's the next thing that happens. Because after you develop awareness, you realize, I want to change this. And that's when you really start developing willpower. So you can get out of your dead-end emotional reactions a lot sooner. Because the thing about free will, everybody has some. Everybody sees some choices and can make some changes. And everybody has varying amounts. Some people get to dead ends and go, you know, I want to change this. And they are able over a day or two or a week to let go of a story and focus their attention on something else. And some people really sober up. And they realize they've been doing the same patterns in the past over and over again. They recognize they've been going down the same roads and having the same emotional reactions over and over and over again. In the same relationships or different relationships. And they finally say, you know what? I'm stuck on a roundabout. I don't even see any exits. They're all over the place. I'm sure they're here somewhere. There's got to be another way to be. That's when you realize something very daunting. Is that you don't have as much free will as you'd like to have. Or you don't have as much free will as you believed you had.
So in that question, is there such thing as free will? Well, of course. You can drive up to the intersection. You can wake up in the morning of your life. And there's different things you can do today than you did yesterday. There's different interpretations you can make in your mind and different things you can believe and not believe. So is there such thing as free will, meaning free choice and the willpower to make it? Yeah. Second question is, do you have free will? The mistake people make is they try to answer this with a yes or a no. When there's a options to answer, then just those two absolutes. On days that you're sick or you're tired or you haven't slept much, do you have as much personal power? No. Do you see as many choices? No. Do you see more choices today, perhaps, than you did three years ago or five years ago? Yeah, I would like to think so. Are there still social condition patterns that are like blinders that keep you from seeing choices of what's possible in terms of relationship or happiness in your life? That depends. It depends how many you've dismantled. It depends how many you've rebuilt. Everybody has the opportunity for a free choice, to make a different choice. But very few people see any other choices than their patterned emotional reactions that they're programmed with. And some people see more choices and having yet recovered the personal willpower to make those choices in the moment that they see them. Very often they end up at the reaction, have to turn around and go straighten things out again. To me, really recovering all of your free will means that in any situation you can see numerous options. And there aren't any emotional reactions anymore. You never have to go down a road of anger or an interpretation to feel victimized. You never have to get caught up in a judgment feeling righteous or do anything that sabotages your relationships or your well-being with an emotional reaction of jealousy or anger or insecurity. You never go down that road to that kind of emotional dead end because you have the awareness to see other choices and the willpower to the degree that you're free to make a different choice before you ever go down that road. Understanding your freedom of choices are limited by your awareness and how many interpretations you're able to display on a menu in front of you before you make an action or have a reaction. And that opens up a whole world of possibility that some people may get excited about. And at the same time, other people or the same people might also have the reaction to resist the possibility of it because it means acknowledging something about their current state. It means acknowledging how many emotional reactions they do have and that they aren't exercising their own free choice and free will in those moments. And that kind of acknowledgement, that kind of acceptance of, I'm really living by a socialized program of the past agreements instead of making choices that I want to make and being the person I want to be. Making that realization doesn't feel good. 
it's an uncomfortable truth. I think it's why a lot of people, when you ask them if they have free will, the majority will say yes. But they don't scrutinize it as deeply and in as much detail as this. And even when I offer it up in this much detail, people go back and quickly forget. They'll quickly say, no, no, I have free will. And they'll completely ignore that question when they end up down roads of emotional reaction. They say, oh yeah, I chose that. It's not a choice. To me, it's not a choice. Emotional reaction is not a choice. For it to be a choice, you have to have considered some other options. But people cling to their idea that no, they were making a choice. When in fact, they only had the potential for a choice. They never saw any other turns. But acknowledging that, that's uncomfortable. So people cling to the idea that they still have a choice. They cling to the idea that they still have free will. Because it comforts them. It comforts them. And that's okay. It's actually really quite beautiful. You know, if we're going to believe in illusions, we might as well believe in illusions that make us feel better instead of ones that feel worse. However, the trap is in that, is if we cling to that illusion, we never really take on the responsibility of recovering our free will. We never take on the possibility of looking at or working to discover other interpretations we could make so that we could avoid emotional reactions and upset altogether. Do people have choices to acknowledge and accept that they don't have free will or as much free will as they'd like to believe they have? They have the potential for that realization. But realizing that means accepting something that's emotionally uncomfortable. And in avoidance of that road, they hang on to their illusion. They don't even consider it. So in that way, no, they don't have a choice. Anyways, that whole layer of emotional denial in order to make ourselves feel better, it's also a big layer that keeps us from recovering our free will. For me personally, being happy in life is about recovering all your free will to not be at the mercy of an emotional reaction, ever. Can a person do it? Absolutely a person can do it. But the question is not, can you do it completely? That's a great setup for disaster. The question is only six months from now or a year from now, two months from now, can I have fewer unpleasant dead-end emotional reactions than I'm having now? And six months from then, can I even have fewer? And a year from now, will I be happier than I am now? And a year after that, will I be happier than I am a year from now? As I gather more awareness and recover personal willpower, I will be happier and happier in my life. And every month and every year and every week, you're elevating yourself higher and higher in how much enjoyment you have in your life. Not because you made any giant leap, just because you took a lot of little steps to expand your awareness and recover your personal power.
If you want a giant leap forward, come join me on a journey, an intensive. Or just do it step by step, little by little every day. That's all it takes, really. And each step you take, you'll be further along on your pathway to happiness. For specific steps you can take to recover more of your free will and expand your awareness so you can change the quality of happiness in your life, check out the Self Mastery audio course on my website. And as a side note, little logistics here, I realize I have not been publishing and podcasting very much lately. I've been busy doing some other projects. If you find these podcasts useful, helpful, valuable in some way, one way that you may help ensure that they happen more often is to take a few minutes, find some place on the web, whether it's your own website or blog or comments in a form or someone else's blog that's appropriate, and add a link. And that way you help promote this material that might benefit others. And you save me a lot of time so I don't have to do the promotion And that allows me more time to create material of more value. Thank you very much for your support. This is Gary Van Warmerdam with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. Have a beautiful day.